0: Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan? Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and is also on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you always, Dylan and Kyle, for having me on board there. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Uh, The sun is shining, (laughs) at least after a 5-0 win over the New York Islanders. But before that, things really took uh, <laughs> things were continuing to down spiral to a point of epic proportions, especially a five nothing loss to the <laughs> Arizona Coyotes. But thankfully, the Minnesota Wild uh, recover after the six nothing loss, pardon me, to the Arizona Coyotes, and beat the Islanders five nothing. And Mark Andre Fleury is now all alone in second place for wins for goaltenders in the National Hockey League. This is the 339th episode of Brave the Wild, but Marc-Andre Fleury got his 552nd win in the National Hockey League. So, Major, um, congratulations there. It took longer than it should have because of, you know, circumstances are beyond our control, sort of. Uh, Squeaking past Columbus and then losing, well, four in a row, but in epic portion. (laughs) Epic proportions, just ridiculous fashion when you consider... Wild lost four, nothing, seven, two, four, three. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but they should have won that game. They're up three to one. and then a penalty that wasn't called pulling down uh, Jules Eck, kind of like an interference, basically, that could have been called. And Jules and Eck said, well, it was obvious, basically in the uh, post game, a six nothing, you know, embarrassment to the Arizona coyotes. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I had the math ready. Okay yeah, 21, 21 to five was the score for the Minnesota wild in those four games in favor of their opponents 21 to five it's pretty wild uh, okay yeah it was not intended that just spurted out that was kind of silly uh, New York Islanders though yeah I made a wild <laughs> recovery against the New York Islanders team which they played well against earlier in the season. It's just I don't know <laughs> what do you what do you what do you do? It's a, it's a team that's kind of like, do they have an identity? Do they not have an identity? What exactly are we doing? You know, I mean, we, you know, obviously I've talked about 50,000 times on the show about, you know, kind of locking up too many veterans and such. Some of them are movable. Some of them are not that type of thing. Like some of them are more movable than others. That conversation has been uh, brought up this past week. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of what it is, so to speak. Um, can't really do much of Spurgeon, and he might be out for the season, which uh, which may yeah, because it sounds like a shoulder that may lead to surgery, that type of thing. So that's kind of been the quote unquote rumor or the quote unquote steam, basically shooting around that uh, Spurgeon might be out for the year. So um, Damon Hunt, welcome to the Wild. I hope like keep him, keep him on the Wild. Now you don't need to send him down anymore. Stop scratching Damon Hunt. It's like we we could talk about that fifty thousand times, and we're right. Damn it, we're right. Uh, and funny how the Wild, the 5 nothing win. No Alex Golgossi no John Merrill. Gee, do you think that's a coincidence? You think that's a coincidence? I, I don't think it is. No, absolutely not. Are you, are you nuts? So, uh, yeah, well, it also helped that uh, Jonas Berdine returns. And, of course, yes, you have Damon Hunt in the lineup instead of one of the other two guys. So it's like, yeah, that's a perfect way. Addition by subtraction. Addition by subtraction. And, of course, addition by addition in terms of Jonas Berdine. it's a, Yeah, he's a slight help. Um, like when Spurgeon, out, Spurgeon is out, pardon me, it sucks. But it's like he hasn't been really a factor for a while, honest to God. I, he'll, every now and then he'll pop up. Well, yeah, this is like when he's healthy. Every now and then he'll kind of pop up. But then it's like, eh, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's not really been a factor a whole lot. And then he's hurt again. And in this case, it might be more of a serious shoulder situ- uh, issue that... Uh, is going to lead to surgery and maybe showed up at the beginning. Who knows? Or it was re-aggravated and made worse, so to speak. So hard to say what truly happened. But, uh, yes, yeah, so let's keep Damon Hunt in the lineup. Why the heck not? Uh, time to move on. You know, Goligosky, Merrill, guys like that. So, And I know conversation about trade John Merrill, well, you're not going to get anything for him. That's that's okay. Um, addition by subtraction. You know, we, we got rid of Kulikov. Uh, addition by subtraction, you know, it was like no disrespect, but you know, they weren't good, not good players so you have to kind of do something, you have to have addition by subtraction sometimes Patrick Maroon, just kidding, I'm just kidding I like Patrick Maroon for the most part but <laughs> let's not sign him for five years though or anything like uh, Freddie Goudreau that was, uh, yeah, that was interesting well <laughs> if Dean Everson becomes a head coach somewhere, that's the team to trade him to that's the team, and they'll be like, oh no what were we thinking? <laughs> he's he's not like a bad player, no. He's not a bad player, but the commitment. You know what I mean? It's not it's not that it's this terrible contract in terms of amount. It's the term. It's the commitment. Like, why? Why five years? What the hell are they bleeping thinking? Yeah, that kind of thing. Angry video game nerd style with that approach. Yeah, Boldy, that's a commitment. But yeah, but he's 22. And obviously, he's got something, I would hope. Hopefully, he'll continue to get better and better. And he does show signs of getting better and better. It just hasn't taken a giant step necessarily to becoming like an all-star player. Um, Yeah, that's kind of like the thought process. Obviously, you know, we really appreciate what uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has accomplished throughout his career. Obviously, the... uh, Yep, it's an infectious smile. It is. Uh, And it's like you see him with the biggest Golden Knights when I got the the NHL ticket years ago. And I just kept heaping up with the Golden Knights, the Golden Knights, the Golden Knights. And they went on these winning streaks and you got to see that big smile. And Mark Andre Fleury's face. the Golden Knights had that nice, you know, they were having some some hot streaks and such. Ultimately, would get beat in the Western Conference Final every <laughs> for like a couple of years in a row there. But obviously, it's been an amazing career. 552 wins. He's got eight so far this year with nine losses because of you know the play in front of him hasn't been so good. His goals against average would probably be a lot better this year if not for the play in front of him. Uh, they have not set him up super well. It's actually ironic. He had his lowest goals against average of the year we traded for him. And it, he, he looked awfully mediocre, in my opinion, when he was with Minnesota. But I suppose, actually wow, he was 9-2 during that stretch. But uh, interesting. That's really interesting because Talbot was so good for a while. It's kind of weird when you think about it. His numbers are actually kind of good. I mean, two seven, four isn't that great. But, um, yeah, obviously he's had great seasons with the Penguins. Uh he has Cups, but I mean, the the, the the two the two later Cups were as a backup goalie, unfortunately. Uh, Murray was the goalie in the Stanley Cup Final in those series. And during most of that playoff run, unfortunately, that's why ultimately the uh, Penguins exposed. It's, it's just, it's crazy to think about that, isn't it though? How the Penguins exposed him and, uh, or, you know, ultimately sent him to Vegas. Uh, Vegas was very happy to take him on and they went to the Cup Final, unfortunately lost. Um Fleury's career, generally speaking, fantastic. It's just, unfortunately, sometimes down the stretch of a playoff run, he's not the same. That was always the frustration, I suppose, with Pittsburgh and with the Golden Knights. But uh, for Pittsburgh's case, at least they had Matt Murray in Vegas. It just didn't happen. Uh, Washington was on a magical run, and they took it. Um, Yeah. The year that, yeah, that that was the year when uh, Vegas had that. was it like a 10-game win streak Uh, his last year there. 1.98 1.98 goals against average. that's pretty remarkable stuff. So, it is amazing. So, yes, of course, we're talking about Fleury. That's kind of, he's like a, he's he's, he, he's a lead topic in today's show. He's not the lead topic. A, a lot of it is kind of like, where really are we going? That type of thing. But you got to recognize and appreciate Marc-Andre Fleury's career with the Pittsburgh Penguins, Vegas Golden Knights, this uh, that, team, that team that's a little south of us, and uh, the Minnesota Wild. Wow, he played 45 games with for the Blackhawks, didn't he? But you know, you know, it's kind of not that great. Obviously, they're not a good team, and all that. At least he got to play. He's, he's, he got to be in the postseason with Minnesota. Probably not this year, though. We'll see what happens with uh, Flurry if he might, wants to wind up on a on a different team, going for a cup run or something. So we'll see how that turns out down the stretch. You never know. But it's kind of like see years ago, many years ago. Well, yeah, it's been a while now. The Phoenix Suns. We can kind of compare the Minnesota Wild to what the Phoenix Suns were doing in the NBA years ago, where it's like they had young players, and then they'd keep signing these veteran guys, and we're not talking, you know, Shaquille O'Neal and Steve Nash, we're talking other guys, you know, like, you know, and if it is Shaquille O'Neal and Steve Nash, it's when they're like 36 or something. Now, of course, Nash was, yeah, better than most players. He, he was like the Marc-Andre Fleury of the Phoenix Suns in a lot of ways, Um from Canada, which is funny. That's it's ironic, right? The Canadian basketball player when we're talking about hockey. <laughs> but uh, where I need to pee, though. Yeah, they were signing veteran guys like you know, like uh, like like the the dragon, the point guard. Um, his his name is uh, blanking on me for some reason. But yeah, signing veteran guys like that, you know, to like kind of long term deals. And it's like Charles Barkley went on the air on TNT and was like, I don't know what they're doing. Because it was like multiple veterans. It's like, are they going young? Are they trying to win now? It's like, yeah, the Wild are always kind of trying to win now, but they really kind of can't win now, can they? They kind of can't win now, so why are we trying to win now when we can't? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, so it's a little weird. Uh, Again, the good news is you have have a pretty good farm system. You can't uh, put all your eggs in one basket with that either, I understand, but at the same time, you know, I don't really want to put my eggs with Ryan Harman and Marcus Foligno either, you know, guys like that. So, And uh, Frederick Goodrow, <laughs> yeah, guys like that. But, yes, you do have potential going forward with the Lamboses and such, who's probably not going to be an all-star player, but I guess you never know. I wouldn't say uh, indicators are that Carson Lambos is going to be an all-star defenseman. Faber, probably. So that makes up for it, because I don't think a lot of us thought that Faber was going to be as good as he is when he first was traded to Minnesota, I thought he'd be a nice, solid guy, but I don't know, I, I, he's a top pair type defenseman, <laughs> he is, uh, a lot of us saw him as a, you know, top four defenseman, that that type of guy, second pairing, and then hope, hope for the best, but uh, he looks like a top pair to me, he does, doesn't he look like that to you, so that's what I would say uh, at the end of the day, but yeah, Marcus Johansson, it's like, it's not that long of a deal, but still, it's kind of I don't know, it doesn't bug me that much, but it doesn't have me jumping for joy either, that type of stuff. So, it is kind of like, a what What exactly are we doing? And that's kind of been the ongoing approach. Uh, Judge Zolgad brought up during the uh, that famous Bill Guerin conversation this week, where he faced the media, like midterm, whatever, you know, mid-season conversation, <clears throat> where Judd Zolgad said, yeah, is there going to be a point in the season where you have to kind of say, we're not going to make deals to, uh, imp- you know, we're not going to be buyers. We're going to possibly be sellers instead. And then, you know, Bill Guerin basically responded with like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say we're going to do this or that just yet, but it could be, it, it, it could, it could lead to that. And it's like, okay, so at least the conversation is there possibly behind the scenes that we're possibly going to be sellers rather than buyers. And the contracts are not all a hundred percent, you know, like, Ironclad, you were not moving them, whatever that type of thing. Marcus Felino's is at the moment. Ryan Hartman's is at the moment, but uh, see the NTCs, no trade clause. They have options as to how many teams they can go to. So how, how many teams they're they're you know yeah how many teams they can go to, and then there's like maybe nine nine teams or something that they'll refuse to go to that type of thing. Like San Jose, uh, that team. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like, traded to us, but yeah. So and, and the contracts update over the course of time. So at least I hope so. In some other cases, sometimes they change, sometimes they don't. Uh Zuccarello is kind of like it's no move, but then there's you know a few options along the way, possibly as well. So at least there's some wiggle room, so to speak, with some certain players that maybe maybe Zuccarello wants to go back to the New York Rangers. Who knows? Maybe he does. You know, maybe he wants to go back to the Rangers. Maybe. Yeah, and then unfortunately, like Hartman and know it kind of is what it is. Maybe the, uh, who knows, maybe the Winnipeg Jets are in love with Marcus Johansson. I'm just throwing a name out there. I'm not saying they are. <laughs> Probably not, but you never know. Te- teams like that, like, you know, maybe they're, you know, pe- somebody's hurt and you need that extra piece, and you're hoping for that quick little run to do something special. So that's kind of the thought process. As for a trading defenseman, obviously, you just want to dump certain players that you just don't want anymore. Possibly. And again, I know it's kind of like too much piling on John Merrill and Alex Goligosky. It sounds mean and all that, but at the same time, I mean, you saw the game, as Mike Zimmer might say. You saw the game, like whatever game it was, you saw it. So that type of thing. Um, mm, yeah, Sam here injured. God yeah, sucks. I know that was a while back, but still sucks. <laughs> uh, it's not funny. That's a nervous chuckle at the end of the day. So, look at the games very briefly here. I'm going to try not to babble too much. And obviously, you know, some of these games are depressing. Philadelphia game, the Wild shot 1. Plain and simple, a 4-3 to three loss. But but we got a point out of it. So, we got 3 out of 6 points this week. I don't know how that's possible when you lose 6 nothing to the Arizona Bleepin' Coyotes. I don't know how that's possible, honestly. Uh, Ryan Hartman continues to be... You know, I wouldn't call him red hot, but warm, very warm. Okay, he's hot, not red hot, but he's, he's been hot a bit. Uh, 13 goals now on the season, good for him. Uh, Matt Boldy up to 15, Marcus Johansson was six. The Wild were up three to one, and that's the in infamous, you know, most most dangerous lead in hockey. And it was like, ugh, it was like within what, like a minute and a half of each other. Tyson Forrester and Owen Tippett, it's like just breakdowns defensively for Minnesota. And you got to see the freaking uh, Philadelphia Flyers tie the game up in a minute and a half. Uh, of course, late, like in the OT, Jewel Erickson Eck was definitely interfered with. The penalty was not called. And naturally, naturally, Philadelphia would score on the power play instead. Joel Farraby, Joel Farraby, Joel, his 14th goal of the season on the power play in overtime. That's kind of like wonderful news, I guess. If you're a Philadelphia Flyers fan, uh, yay. <laughs> They're not going to end the playoffs. Yeah, gosh, they're, they're second place in the mat, at least at the end of that uh, game, 22-14-6. And, and People are talking about how great the East is. Well, it is, but I don't know. That's not that great of a record to be second place in your division. But, yeah, I mean, there's other teams out there that are insanely dangerous. It's like they're obviously good teams, and maybe it's like they're beating up on each other, and that's part of the reason, because <laughs> the competition's pretty tough out there. Minnesota Wild dropped to 17-19-5. Mm-hmm. Mark andre Fleury frustrated, and I'm sure the rest of us frustrated as well. Then you got to see the return of Kirill Kaprizov. No, yes, Kirill Kaprizov and Philip Gustafson against the Arizona Coyotes. There's no way we're going to lose this one. I mean, you know, yeah, Philip Gustafson back. He's back. He's going to be ready to roll. But wait, goaltenders usually coming back after a layoff, like say they've been hurt or whatever. The case is, usually it is like an injury of some kind. It's usually not a good day. Usually not. Uh, A long layoff. But you have to come back at some point. So hopefully everything will be okay. It's Arizona. They're certainly better than they've been. This is probably the best Arizona team in five or six years, at least. And they got Matt Dumba, who's got what, five points in like 40 games. Yay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they have Matt Dumba. Connor Ingram would face 38 shots and stop all of them. (laughs) Philip Gustafson would face 18 shots and Five goals would go in, <laughs> wonderful, right? Jason Zucker would get a couple of assists along the way. Logan Cooley, nothing. The former Gopher superstar, who should have scored the uh, the dagger against uh, Quinnipiac, but it didn't happen. You go up, you go up three to one in that game. Game's over. We'll Gophers are our national champs, but we didn't. That goal, that third goal, just never came. It is just as Minnesota as it gets. Jack McBain, a guy who I I forget who I called him last week. I said the completely wrong name. 'Cause they always listen back for quality control, of course. That was embarrassing. Um, Jack McBain, I guess, was the guy I was talking about and I can't remember who I mentioned. I think it was a way better player and I feel stupid about that. So Jack McBain was the guy who obviously, you know, kind of big time the wild, like, yeah, get rid of me. I don't wanna be at the I don't wanna come to Minnesota and then Bill Gern's like, Oh, if you don't wanna be here, you don't have to be here. We'll get rid of you right away. And we did. And it was a it was a decent trade actually, considering Jack McBrain's got to be probably the bottom six player in the NHL. Uh, great college career, but was he a great prospect? Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, Paul Fenton might have thought so because was, he was a reasonably high pick. It's like a second-round pick. So, yeah. But to the other guy, not Schmaltz Alt, who did get an assist in the game. And I had an Alt beer last night, so I thought about Nick Schmaltz. <laughs> Schmaltz Alt. That's from uh, formerly from Shell's Brewery. Brewery they, that out of the lineup years ago much to my chagrin it's a nice uh, winter beer but anyhow <laughs> a guy from minnesota that we all liked and he was uh what was he like our fourth line center third line center at times tall guy former gopher very highly touted player going to the penguins and such um he's had, a, he's had an okay career but definitely didn't live up to the hype of a first round pick uh, shoulder injuries and such throughout his career of a hat trick against the Minnesota Wild. They were blowing the bugle in uh, Energy Center. Oh, yeah, they were blowing the bugle, all right. A hat trick for Nick Bukestad. And it was actually a second of his career, but a hat trick for Nick Bukestad against the Minnesota Wild. Are you fucking kidding me? Epic, just epic hat trick for Nick Bukestad. All right, well, Fleury would eventually come in. I believe that was the fifth goal, yeah. I made it 5 nothing, 5 nothing Arizona. Five nothing Arizona hat trick for add a, a couple of hats came down and that's cute and everything. That was like what? Not even halfway into the game. Five nothing. <laughs> it was not a natural hat trick because Clayton Keller was so rude he interrupted it. What a jackass! Just kidding. Clayton Keller interrupted it. He had two goals in the game, but he, he's a good player. You know, he's kind of all star caliber. Not a superstar, but he's pretty good. Yeah. You know, obviously, and he added a goal very early in the third period to make it six to nothing. That was the one goal given up by. Marc-Andre Fleury, who had no chance to get his 552nd win, but then again, I don't think he'd even get the win. Well, maybe, if he like held them scoreless and we scored like you know seven goals or something, but uh, yeah, sure, 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 sure we were going to do that. Sure, exactly, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's kind of all you need to know, really. That was one of those kind of games where that's all you need to know. Um, I'm glad we were wearing the North Star jerseys and stuff, but we didn't represent them well. We looked a lot more like the 1987 North Stars, not like the 81. or I mean, heck, the 78 North Stars weren't good either, were they? That's why they had the number one pick in the draft, I think. Bobby Smith? 70, 77 into 78. Bobby Smith was the first overall pick in the draft. Good player, but I don't think he was a number one overall pick type of guy necessarily. Unfortunately, someone else was, and he, when, and he, yeah, he wasn't even drafted. He was signed by the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, that guy. I can't remember who that is, but think, late 70s, early 80s, a certain guy went to the Oilers. Yeah, you probably know. I don't need to tell you who. <laughs> I sound like a dummy anyway. Jo- I sound dumb even joking about it, but yeah, that's, I don't know. That's as Minnesota as it gets. A lot of things are, but I mean, one of those things, I don't think I don't think the North Stars could do anything about that at the end of the day. It's just, it just isn't what it is, right? Nothing you can do. The team that was a nemesis for the Edmonton Oilers, in the early 80s, and ultimately the team that was, their dynasty was ended by the Edmonton Oilers, finally. Uh, they beat them for the, beat Edmonton for their fourth Stanley Cup, and then Edmonton came, came back the next year and said, it's over, go away, we're the new dynasty now. What a cool couple of years of hockey that must have been. Like, say, Edmonton, uh, New York Islanders third, fourth, and then Edmonton's first and second, that must have been so nice. I was alive, but I was a little kid, you know, I was like, what, five, six, seven years old, or something like that. No. No, I was more like 4, or 5, 6. Yeah, I was really young. Yep, 85, I was 6. So, now that I've said that number one too many times, uh, the Islanders, they have a winning record, but 6th place in the Met. Obviously, it shows you how tight the Metropolitan Division is. Their record isn't that much inferior from Philadelphia's, but they're 6th place. There, I said the number 10 more times. Uh, the Wild went 5-0 in the sweep the season series. Easily our best game in forever. You could say a feature presentation and all that. Connor Dewar with a steal and an unassisted goal because of it, forcing a turnover, getting the puck and scoring. That was awesome. Um, and now you have Jonas Burdine back. He was like the you know final piece other than Spurgeon returning and the Wild uh, show up to play in a big way. And I got to think uh, Jonas Burdeen is about as big a shot on the arm as you can possibly get, pretty much. At the end of the day, Fleury only faces 21 shots. Sorokin, who's really struggled in New York this year, was actually pulled during the game, he, he might have been hurt, though. Can Appleby... Uh, no, no, Sorokin wasn't pulled. It was Appleby that was uh, pulled after giving up two goals. My apologies. <laughs> what am I talking about? I don't know. These eight shots. They're like, no. Okay, and then Sorokin came in, but he struggled this year as well, giving up three goals. Uh, Islanders shut out. Shut out by Minnesota in the Xcel Energy Center. Drew and with his 17th, 16th and 17th goal of the season continuing to play super strong hockey and he did during the course of this week um, there was some kind of weird rumor floating around about the Wild and the Vancouver Canucks with Julek Sinek I'd say impossible like why would the Wild trade him away unless it's like an unbelievable you know like it, unless it's an unbelievable one-sided type of deal like just, they just blow us away that's the only chance the Minnesota Wild I think deal away Julek Sinek to the Vancouver Canucks or anybody right now he's one of the better players like he's one of those guys you keep obviously He's not Ryan Hartman. He's not Marcus no Goudreau, all that. I, th- I think you figured that out uh, on your own before I said it. But, yeah, I mean, Jules Erchenek's value is off the charts at the end of the day. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's Marc-Andre Fleury and Jules Erchenek that are going to bring in the uh, Mike Madonna Award for this episode in particular. It, it, it has to be. It has to be Jules Erchenek and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. I think those two guys outplayed everybody else for the most part. Uh, obviously, the return of Brodeen is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. The, um, <laughs> I don't know. It, again, it's like a total team effort, though, when it comes to the James Shepard Memorial popcorn maker. They were all eating popcorn. They were all in the press box against Arizona. The whole team was in the press box. The whole team. It, it's there, there, There's no way around it. Everybody stunk in the game for them. You know, I mean, you lose 6 nothing. Everybody's just kind of screwing around. That type of thing. Just kind of watching Arizona get around them. Like watching New- Nick Bukestad get by you. I mean, you need Bobby Knight to pay basically uh, go after you with that one. You're going to watch him go by you. Then I'm just going to walk out of here. I'm leaving. Blink any blank. You know, I'm sick and bleeping tired of the, uh, whatever our record was at the time. 17 and 20 record, you know. That type of thing. <laughs> if you're not going to cover <laughs> Nick Bukestad, if you're going to watch him go by you, That's pretty much what they needed, a Bobby Knight. Of course, there was a um, players-only meeting, and then Bill Guerin, after that, again, in the mid-season press conference, basically said, you know, he basically said, yeah, I mean, it could lead to that, that we could be selling players. I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's mostly like the thought of having to move. Oh, boy, like, moving really sucks, and I'm sure players hate that with a passion, even if they're not necessarily in the greatest situation of all time. Like, we're not en route to four Stanley Cups in a row here, like the Edmonton Oil, uh, uh, well, four, four out of five with them, and four in a row with the New York Islanders. That's what I'm staring at right now. Um, yeah. We're, we're probably not in route to any type of a dynasty team anytime soon. So it's like, yeah, I mean, the thought of leaving the wild isn't necessarily the end of the world. It's just getting you know, removed in general is a difficult thing. Guys, guys hate to move, especially if you're getting a little older and you want to settle down a bit. <clears throat> so... I guess uh put the fear of God in them. I guess I don't know. I mean, it's it shouldn't have to take that. Like play better, play better. And again, Jonas Burdine coming back definitely is a huge shot in the arm for any team <laughs> gaining a guy of that caliber. Um, you know, he's not Nicholas Lidstrom, but he's he's not <laughs> he's not that he's not that far away from being an like a, a perennial All Star defenseman either. He's he's pretty much about that kind of guy, just about for the most part. Not Nicholas Lidstrom, of course, maybe a level below, but. The idea, so with that said, again, that's pretty much your James Shepard was the whole team basically against Arizona because that was you know, you you can't lose six nothing to Arizona, it just doesn't make any sense other than you just didn't even show up. So, sorry, that's a no call, no show. You get two occurrences for that, guys. Do that, do that another day in a row, and you're all fired, or we'll consider that you quit and uh, it's a mutual termination, that type of thing of employment, oh, just kidding, <laughs> especially if it was two in a row, with that said, yeah, no, they do that with Dallas too, in a lot of ways, of course, whatever, with that said, we're going to take a quick break, we're going to preview the upcoming games, look at the prospects, and of course, another wonderful fan interaction segment coming up, let's go, and now a word from our sponsor at the Hockey Podcast Network, DraftKings. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Look at a couple of notable games going into tonight's game on Thursday. Uh, Boston Bruins host the Colorado Avalanche. That's an exciting one. The puck line is plus 170 for Boston, minus 205 for the Colorado Avalanche, plus 136 uh, with Ottawa hosting Montreal. Philadelphia Flyers at Dallas. That's a classic. The Bobby Clark type of deal, right? (laughs) Minus 218 for the hosting Flyers. Plus 180 for the Dallas Stars. Minnesota Wild and Lightning, of course. Lightning are a plus 170. Minnesota Wild minus, one two, uh, minus 205. Ouch. What? That's how that goes. Uh, Canada matchup. Calgary's been hot, kind of, sort of. Toronto's all over the place. Calgary's minus 225, hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are a plus 185. Oilers, who are red, red hot, um, are hosting the Seattle Krakens. Plus 114, minus 135. Again, this is the puck line. Golden Knights at Rangers, epic. Golden Knights minus 20, uh, 230, plus 190 for the New York Rangers. So, there we go with that at the end of the day. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The count is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and restrictions, deposit restrictions, Uh, terms, responsibility, gambling, resources. Uh, NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. The wild segment number two previous segment i believe it's four games and yes i thought so <laughs> we're going southeast folks we're going southeast it's going to be a bit warmer but of course by the time the wild goes southeast, no, it's gonna still it's still cold <laughs> it's still cold it's not going to be warm until sunday actually around here it's going to be it's crazy to think those of you that well most of the country in the united states it was a massive tsunami of cold weather i mean really cold weather when we're talking 15 degrees in austin texas and it's actually slightly it was actually warmer on the edge of greenland in certain areas like 20 something greenland something something's not normal there that's <laughs> pretty cool uh pretty crazy that is a uh arctic blast of epic proportions but we're going southeast so they get to warm up in tampa and in the miami area of florida and then north carolina or is it, is it rally for them oh boy And then we come back to host the Washington Capitals. Every team has a winning record. Every single team. Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's go. Kaboom, kaboom. I I usually say that for the Derek Felska Lightning round. But here come the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fifth place in the Atlantic. 22-17-5. So, yeah, it shows how competitive the Eastern Conference is. They're in fifth place. The Tampa Bay Lightning are in fifth place. That team. Uh, Of course, Jared Spurgeon might be out for the year. Vinny Lattery, probably a broken bone in the foot and uh sam hanches has been out since october oh, it sucks I, I like sam hentges dang it eric Sternick. he's been out since uh well january 11th did not play okay well he didn't play then uh Tanner jenot here's reserve as of jan 6th hayden flurry ooh hayden flurry huh Engine reserve happy new year ah, i hate that phrase now <laughs> i've heard it too much already Stop saying it. Stop saying it, okay? <laughs> but that was on uh, New Year's Eve that day. Anyhow, um, Tampa Bay 7th and goals. Wilder 25th. Goals against their 28th. The Wilder 21st. It's weird. Uh, the Wild lost 4-1 to in a listless performance on Jan the 4th. Last time we played Tampa, because yeah, that was just two shows ago. Very recent, as we came into this year called 2024 anyway. Who cares? It's the same, same hockey team when we're in the same jobs and all that stuff, so... Whatever's happy or new about it, get back to me on that one, please. I'd like to know, please. Anyhow, uh, power play number 20 in the league is the Minnesota Wild. Tampa Bay Lightning, number one, numero uno. Yeah, penalty kill, the Wild are 28th. Tampa Bay is 14th. Would be nice to have better special teams. I mean, they're both in the upper half of special teams in the NHL Is Tampa Bay. The Wild are in the lower half. In fact, we're in the bottom of the bottom when it comes to penalty kill. Penalty minutes, we both suck. 29th and 28th. Minnesota is 29th, of course. Uh, got to stay out of the box, both of us. So on and so forth. Tampa Bay 4-1 and one in their last five. Because, yeah, that Minnesota game kind of got them going. Of course, they got thrashed by Boston 7-3 after that, but then beat L.A., New Jersey, and Anaheim. Not bad. Home games, but, and, you know, L.A. And, and New Jersey, not bad. And crushed Anaheim 5-1. to Here come the lightning, possibly. We'll see. Vasilevsky, 2.86 goals against average. It's almost as bad as us. <laughs> Two shout-outs for Jonas Johansson. Interesting. Only one for Vasilevsky. But Jonas Johansson, 3.45 goals against average. What's up with that? And both goalies under 90 in same percentage. Vasilevsky, 89.8. Johansson, 89.1. Okay. <laughs> Kucherov, 72 points on the season. Almost two points a game, man. He is kicking some major butoxis. 28 goals and 44 assists. 23 power play assists, 10 power play goals. Stamkos, the Wiley veteran now with 41 points. <laughs> about half. That's just crazy when you think about that. But still, point a game player, and he's got about, about halfway to uh, Kucherov. It's crazy. Nine, goal, nine power play goals. Braden Point at seven power play goals with 44 total points. On the season. Cirelli, bigger guy. Wild would have liked to have had him in the bottom six at one point. But, uh, well, we didn't get him. He stayed with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Eight goals, nine assists, 17 total points for him. But, yeah, there's a lot of minuses on Tampa Bay. And that's why they just, I don't know, it's just not as good. Like, the vibe isn't as good. They're not shutting people down like before. Everybody's minus this and minus that. It's crazy. Minus 17 for uh, Nichols Paul, who has 23 points. Hedman's a minus four. He's actually one of the better ones, which is funny. Hagel, the bagel, minus one. Brandon Hagel, yep, uh, thirteen goals, twenty-two assists, minus twenty for Steven Stamkos, minus twenty. What's up with that? And I know. Oh, why do you care? Why do you care about it? Well, it's, it's you're on the ice and you're down twenty goals. That's why. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's. It might be overrated a little bit, but I, I don't know. It, it means something. It's not completely worthless. Uh, this one, of course, yeah, it's. It's in Amali Arena. I don't think the Wild beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been on fire. They've been, uh, you know, striking while the iron's hot. Ha ha, that was funny. Um, I I just, I don't know. I don't think the Wild beat the Lightning, even though there was nice momentum there. The Wild had had success against Tampa when they were like Stanley Cup good. And then it's it's funny when they drop off a little bit. Now we can't beat them, that figures. But I'm sure it'll be a better performance. We're not going to lose four to one or anything. It'll be like three to two. I think it's going to be lower scoring. But um, they've been playing way better, Tampa Bay. So, uh, again, there's a lot of minuses, but that's from earlier in the year. We'll see what happens. I hope the Wild get the job done, but I think it's a 3-2 loss in Tampa, Florida. Uh, And now speaking of Florida, now it's the actual Florida Panthers. The Eastern Conference champion Florida Panthers. Amarant Bank Arena. Amarant Bank Arena. Yeah, I know. I said it twice. Uh, they're second place in the Atlantic Division, doing a lot better than Tampa. So, better record than last year. And, of course, two years ago, they had the best record in the league by far and then lost in the second round. They finally got out of the first round, but lost in the second round. <coughs> Barkov out Wednesday, uh, January 17th against Detroit. So, he'll probably play against us. Who knows? Nick Cousins injured reserve as of the 3rd of January. Anyhow, 14th and goals. The Wilder 25th. Fifth in goals against the Wilder, twenty-first. We beat the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning two to nothing way back at the beginning of the season. One of our early early wins in the year, and it was pretty impressive. Florida was the defending East champions. I think they started kind of crappy, but uh, they've definitely improved since then. Power play thirteenth, tw- uh, penalty kill fifth. Ooh, but thirty-first in penalty minutes. So, uh, but their penalty kill is outstanding. So, their penalty kill has to work a lot. They get even more penalty minutes than the Wild, but fifth place in the league. Pretty impressive. That's probably one of the reasons they're, you know, competing for a division title. They have lost three in a row, though, and it's not been real pretty. After beating St. Louis 5 1 and LA 3 2, they lost to New Jersey 4 1, Anaheim 5 4, and they still struggling Detroit dead things 3 2. Detroit dead things, they're better. They're better, but they're still not, you know, good enough. And obviously, it's a tough conference. Uh, This could be back to back losses, but I don't know. Uh, You're going to see Gustafson. In one and Flurry in the other. I mean, duh. No kidding. I think you see Flurry versus Tampa. That's my guess. Yeah. A- after the five nothing win, Flurry versus Tampa, Gustafson versus Florida. I think it's a three to two epic game versus the uh, Lightning. It might be similar here, like a three to two win-, win for the Minnesota Wild versus the Florida Panthers. Let's look at the players a little bit. Bobrovsky, who almost won a Stanley Cup there. Stoller is the former Calgary Flame. 2.22 goals against average. That's outstanding, but no shutouts. But consistent performance. 91.3 for him, Bob, with a nine, with a 19-year contract. I know I'm slightly exaggerating, only slightly. 2.36 goals against average. Save percentage 91.1 with two shutouts. On Saison. I think the Wild win this one three to two. So it's going to be kind of like a switcheroo type of deal. I'll probably be backwards. It'll be opposite, but we'll see. Sam Reinhardt. Sam. Reinhardt formerly of the uh, he was on the Buffalo Sabres right struggled 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 third line barely getting barely yeah the other Sam not 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 nearly as successful with the uh, the other Sam the one from Cal- uh, Calgary cuz they got both of the Sams that were struggling they were highly talented players who were supposed to be top line you know stars in the NHL or hopefully you're going to be that at least a top six guy who's real competitive and all that 70 60 70 80 points a season Sam Reinhart might get 90 points this year. 33 goals already. He's already tied with what Matt Boldy did last season. In only 44 games. 23 assists. 56 points for Sam Reinhardt. Outstanding. And definitely uh, helping with uh, Barkov uh, getting banged up a little bit. He's still, you know, all-star plus. You know, all-star plus, if you know what I mean. 40 goals, 35 assists. Excuse me, 40 games, 35 assists. Not quite 40 goals. Reinhardt's probably going to get there, though, for the first time, and congratulations to Sam Reinhardt. Um, well, Anton Lindell, we had to wait a little while, but now it looks like maybe, hopefully, Marco Rossi Marco Rossi, is better than Anton Lindell. Lindell definitely got to the NHL a lot earlier, but and he was okay, but now only two goals, 12 assists, and 40, uh, 40 games were only 14 points. Uh, Kulikov, the former Minnesota Wild player that we dumped for, uh, was it cash considerations? 11 assists. I mean, it's, it's again, it's not personal, it's business. Not trying to be a jackass. So yeah, I'm not trying to be a jackass. Just sometimes it, I I don't know. It's just not a fit and you got to make room. Brandon Montour, who was out forever, only nine assists and uh, nine points, one goal, eight assists in 28 games. He's been really slow out of the gate. What did he have? 73 points last year? Montour. So his, his tour this year has not been nearly as, uh, um, exotic or exciting or whatever. It's not been nearly as exciting. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, 22 points, 44 games. Not too bad. Obviously not too bad at all. Eight power play assists for him, but 16 power play goals for Sam Reinhardt. He's been a killer. Watch out for Sammy Sam Reinhardt, but I think the Wild win 3-2 to two, over the Florida Panthers, in my humble opinion. The most likely guy to score versus Tampa. Kirill the Thrill is for real. Uh, and against the Florida Panthers, Marco Rossi will score against Anton Lindell's Florida Panthers. What do you think of that? Marco Rossi. It's been a few minutes for him, unfortunately. What just happened? Why is it doing that? Oh, stop. This thing just wants to piss me off here. I apologize. uh, I I don't know. I don't know why it does things like that. Carolina Hurricanes on Sunday, kind of afternoon, later afternoon. How dare you interrupt playoff football? That's terrible. Seth Jarvis leads the team in goals. Yep, he was the draft pick during that season. Yep, and he fell a bit later. He's, he's turned out to be pretty good. I didn't expect Seth Jarvis to be as successful as he's been. Uh, Frederick Anderson, that's the main goalie there, formerly now. At least, well, at least for now. He's been out since the 6th of November. Wow, wow. Frederick Anderson, that's probably one of the reasons they haven't been so good, unfortunately. Martin Nikas didn't play on the 15th. As he's been out since the 5th of uh, January. And uh, Pyotr Kotchakov rod brindamore says that he had a concussion protocol situation uh, as of jan 11th so that's unfortunate rod brindamore of course the head coach of the uh philadelphia flyers just kidding former flyer player but uh, head coach of the you know they call them the carolina hurricanes anyway and he played for the hurricanes too and won the stanley cup also fifth in goals in the league fourth in assists i don't usually bring up assists but that's a Gaudy number, so i got to bring it up. Fourth in the power play, that's pretty good. And seventh in the penalty kill, that's nice. Really, really nice. Third place in the Met, 24-14-5 and five on the season. It's a nice team. And I picked them to win the Stanley Cup, and I've been wrong. I picked them, I think, two or three times the last few years, and of course I've been wrong. <laughs> uh, yep, that's January 21st, and the next game will be at the end of February, Tuesday, the 27th, in Excel Energy Center. This one, of course, is in PNC Arena. Wahoo. Uh Carolina's three to three and two in their last five. Beating Washington six to two, Anaheim six three, losing in the shootout to St. Louis. Huh. Losing five to two to LA. All right. Well, it happens. <laughs> Wild, of course, are one and four in our last five, but we talked about that a bit. Uh yeah, Kotchakov is the goalie who's been uh who'd been in there. We'll see what's going on with his situation. So this could, this could be a win. I mean, Andy Ranta's been a good goalie. And I think he's had success against Minnesota in the past, much to our chagrin. Frederick Anderson has been out forever. Only six games on the season. That was like early November. That's devastating. Um, it's actually been impressive how they've hung on. Uh, Seth Jarvis has definitely stepped up. He's a physical son of a gun. Only eight penalty minutes, but he he, he he delivers the hits. He's a physical guy. You can kind of see it on his face. He's tough. Four, uh, 15 goals, eight 15 assists, 33 points. It's been a nice one for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes when he when he came to them in the draft that year. Uh, Sebastian Ahoo leading the team in points and everything else. 15 goals, 33 assists, 48 total points. Um, it's actually impressive that the Jarvis stays out of the box, though, considering his physical play. It is. so, And he's well coached. So that definitely counts for something. 16 power play assists for Aho. Instead of Jarvis with 8 power play goals. 8. 8. Svechnikov Rolls right off your tongue. It really does. Uh, 10 goals, 18 assists, 28 points in 28 games for the Carolina Hurricanes, who, yeah, are hanging in there. Of course, Brent Burns, not quite at the 80-point pace he'd been with the Sharks and stuff, but still 25 points, 8 goals, 17 assists in 43 games. Still uh, way above average defenseman, but uh, unfortunately, the age, I think, is catching up. What is he, like 36 now? Brennan Lemieux hasn't done a whole lot yet, unfortunately. He's been... I'd say he's been a little on the disappointing side, hasn't he been? So a lot of people thought he was going to be pretty good, but I don't know. <clears throat> it's a winnable game. but I don't know. It's a, It's been a tough matchup for Minnesota historically. Like whenever I think of Carolina, I think we're probably going to lose the game. And until I see anything different, what do I have the wild going uh, in this week? Uh, do I have us losing to Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I see what I'm gonna do already. Okay, so yeah, I don't think the Wild are gonna beat Carolina. We we never beat them, and it's over there. Something along the likes of uh, well, and it depends on who the goalie is. See, like Ranta, that could be a golden opportunity. But it, but even Ranta has been successful against Minnesota historically. His save percentage is 87 on the season, though. That's pathetic. <laughs> That's pathetic. So it's an opportunity for Minnesota to do something. They did lose. Did the uh, Carolina Hurricanes? Four uh five to two, but I'm sure with our luck, uh katchkakov will be, able to be back. So I'm gonna assume he's gonna play. It's just my guess. I mean it's you know, it's a few days away yet. We got two games since the uh between now and then in the southeast. I don't know. I mean concussions are what they are. It really depends. It all depends. So and he'll have been out for like two weeks. It it kinda depends on how bad it is, I guess. Sometimes it's just like a minor ding, and you're you know you're you're okay. And after like a week or so, it's a tough one. But I'm gonna go with history on this one. Carolina Hurricanes win the hockey game, final score four to two with an empty netter, that type of thing. You know, empty net goal. Most likely gonna score for Minnesota is gonna be Faber. Faber is gonna get another goal on this one. Believe it or not, it's the Carolina Hurricanes that the Wild did not win the game. Washington Capitals come to XL Energy Center. I've liked the way the Wild have played against this team of late, and they're not real good. The Wild actually did lose in the shootout though this year, but we were really stuck in back then. Not that we aren't stuck in now, but the five nothing win and we got Jonas Burdeen back helps. Lost in the shootout, October 27th. Washington's three two three and two in their last five. Four to three, yeah. So they've kind of been win loss win loss win loss. The Wild have been lost, 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 win. So a couple of four-game losing streaks every four-game winning streak. That's interesting. Very interesting. Um, they're 30th in goals. Their power plays 30th. They're, they're 10th. Uh, 30th in goals against. No, 30th in goals for. 10th in goals against. They're 5th in penalty minutes in terms of, like, way less than us. Yeah, 160 less than the Wild. That's nuts. Penalty kills, 13th. Power play 3. They're just not scoring goals, basically, in Washington. And uh, maybe Ovechkin won't play. Uh, he was used out for Jan 16th, so we'll see. This is next Tuesday, so that's plenty of time for him to possibly recover, depending on how severe the injury is. You know, is it severe? Is it ch- not? Uh, Charlie Lindgren. Yeah. Charlie Lindgren's been pretty good in that. 2.24 goals against average. That's good. 9.29 save percentage with a couple of shutouts. Kemper, not really good. 3.13 Save percentage of 89.5 and one shutout. Sounds like Darcy Kemper. Uh, leading goal scorer is Alex Ovechkin, but boy, only eight on the season. And I remember he was struggling like this, and then he had a hat trick. We were like, oh, wow, Ovechkin hasn't hasn't done much this year. Wow. Huh, that's surprising. And then boom, 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 it was three one-time goals, basically. You know, like one-timers. Oh, that sucked. Yeah, but only 27 points in 39 games. For Alex Ovechkin, that's shocking. Uh, Nick Dowd, the son of Jim. That's right, the former... Minnesota Wild and of course uh, New Jersey Devils Stanley Cup champion. Um, not a whole lot to brag about there in Washington. I think the Wild win this hockey game at the end of the day. For the sake of time, let's keep moving here. It's going to be a four to two win for Minnesota, and uh, maybe five to two, something like that. But four to no, four to two win. I, I don't know because Lindgren's been good. So who am I kidding? But maybe it'll be Kemper in that. Um, we'll see. Four to win for the Wild. Kirill Kaprizov again? No. Should it be? I mean, I always imagine him scoring against Washington. Yeah, let's go with Kirill Kaprizov versus Washington. 4-2 win for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Boldy, though, is going to have multiple points in the game. So I'll throw that as a minor little uh, kind of a parlay, you could say, going forward. With that, we're going to take a quick break. Um, uh, no, we're going to look at the prospects real quick. What am I talking about? <laughs> Jumping ahead of here a little bit. Um, Amuna Amuna, right? Why am I doing this to myself? So, yep, I should have had this up a little better, and I apologize for that. Um, yep, Spacek finally had a point there this past week. He's now at four on the season for Iowa. They're still struggling, though. Uh, Ballstead, Volsteed, whatever you want to call him, gave up four goals in his first game back with Iowa. So that 7-0 de- demolition didn't help. McIntyre had been better, but they weren't scoring. It's just, and the only guys that score pretty much are like some of the veterans. Uh, O'Rourke has definitely taken a step forward though. Let's be fair, he's now at nine points in the season and he's looking stronger and stronger out there as well. He's actually passed Carson Lambos in points, which is kind of funny and crazy. Johansson's at uh, seven points. He chipped one in not too long ago. Spachik, I hope I've been saying it, not SpaceX. Spachik, David Spachik, got his uh, third assist, his fourth total point with Iowa in 26 games overall, but uh. Yeah, I mean, Beckman got got an assist this past week. He's at 15 points in 30 games. Mm. Sammy Walker, 22 points still. But it's been frustrating. Kaden Bankier, I mean, like the whole team is quieted down. Bankier's been playing well, but I mean, not earth-shattering. He started out better than he's been. He's actually already a minus nine in only 15 games. But Iowa has been playing dog-dukey. Let's be fair. Um, I don't think O'Rourke is a bad player, like the minus 16 and Johansson's bad. No, minus 17. The team's dog dookie, unfortunately. And it's frustrating. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, I was saying on Milne's over the season. No, it was a long-term injury, but he came back. Uh, he, he had an assist in the four games he's played since returning. Michael Milne is skating and playing at age 20 for the Iowa Wild, So that's nice to see Michael Milne. He's not age 20. He's not. I don't know what it's what it's talking about. I can see it incorrect right as I'm staring at it. He would turn 22 in September, but yeah, so 21 now. Anyhow, I mean there's nothing really exciting to talk about with Iowa at the moment, other than again, O'Rourke, he's probably been the highlight of the week with the Iowa Wild prospects, I'd have to say. He's probably been the best one. Nice to see Spachek scoring, or getting an assist anyway, along the way. Um, Sweeney's ugh, only seven games on the season. It's just depressing it's absolutely depressing. Uh, you know and then Henderson has been out you know forever so oh man it's 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 not all it's it's not all rosy unfortunately and that's extremely uh disappointing at the end of the day. Who's Nadina for who's Nadina playing for Sochi of course and uh, he has 12 points in 33 games at this moment 5 goals 7 assists he's rejected for 17 <laughs> points on the season so at least he got something this past week but it's been a slow climb, and obviously, again, his minutes have been limited because they're, I don't know, being difficult. I'd like to say they're being dicks. Yeah, they're being difficult. Yeah, you could say they're being dicks, too. I just, I don't know. It's dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. Liam Ugrin, of course, again, Ogrin. I know, I've heard it pronounced both ways. I'll just go with Ogrin. I keep saying Ugrin, though. Obviously, again, uh, no gold medal for Sweden, but the USA got it, so that's good. At the very least, uh... In the Virgil Junior Classics, he had uh, two assists in seven games. So we'll get that uh, going there. Um, Swedish Hockey League, now four goals in seven games. So good for him. He had, what, two goals in five games? So now he's added a couple goals. So good job. (laughs) Liam Ogren. Ogren, So he's up since then. He's played two games, two goals for Liam Ogren. Um, Nice to see the progress there. Obviously, definitely something. I mean, hopefully he can be a Kevin Fiala type at some point in his career. That'd be wonderful. And then you add favor to it, so it looks like a great trade for Minnesota. But, And it didn't take long for favor to come, thankfully. That's uh, obviously fantastic. What am I looking at here? <laughs> I was like, what am I looking at? 37 points in 47 games now for uh, Danila Yurov. Uh, projected now at 49 points on the season. 16 goals, 21 assists. Again, this is the KHL for uh, Metalurg. Yep. <laughs> Magnit- Magnitogorsk. Gorsk, I'm probably mispronouncing it. Magnitogorsk. Ma- Metallurg Magnitogorsk. Yeah, we'll see. 16 goals, 21 assists. You get the point. But, uh, yeah, continuing to be very, very solid for what is he, like 19 years old in the KHL. That's extremely good. I mean, he deserves a ton of credit. Let's just call it what it is. Um, so now we'll try to attempt to move forward here. If humanly possible, I got so many things up, and I apologize for all that, being a goofball and a mess like I always am. (laughs) But that's, again, how that goes. Uh, Pavel Novak, yeah, could look at the Iowa Heartlanders a bit. In 10 games, he has 8 points. Uh, He had played 12 games in the AHL, 2 goals, 1 assist. Iowa Heartlanders have had a couple of decent games of late, but Pavel Novak, 5 goals and 3 assists in 10 games for the Iowa Heartlanders. That's the other Iowa. So it's just to confuse us some more. So he's in Iowa. Well, which Iowa? Yeah, that Iowa. The Iowa Heartlanders. Son of a gun. Um, Nikita Nostarenko watch? No, I'm just kidding. I'm thinking, he's not with the Wild Organization anymore. God bless him, though. Nate Benoit. He's got his first point in college. Congratulations. (laughs) One point for the North Dakota... Fighting Hawks in ten games now. Defenseman for the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. And he's twenty-one years of age already. He's an old college player. Come on, Benoit. Let's go, man. Kyle Masters, Iowa Wild. Yep. Only three assists. So he hasn't adjusted too great to the AHL yet. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, 18 games already. Jack Perch, couple of points now. He's at seven points in 20 games for St. Cloud State. Two goals, five assists for him, and he's a plus four on the season. He's age 20, and he's a junior already. Uh, that would be Jack Pert, of course. Petrovsky, great, great, felt uh, World Junior Classics, and he's pretty much been a point to game player, taking kind of baby steps forward at the OHL level. Like, he's just slightly ahead of last year's pace at the OHL, so that's kind of annoying, but an incredible World Junior Classics, though. Like, he was one of the best players of all, pretty much. He might have been the best player in the World Junior Classic, in terms of uh, point production and such. But, uh, well, you're hoping for that from your forwards. David Spachek. Canobo already talked. (laughs) Yeah, definitely has promise, though. People are excited about him. Healy actually had a good week, didn't he? He had a very good week. He was the prospect of the week for Minnesota Wild Young Guns. So, pretty cool. Prospect of the week. Almost a point a game. And he's a defenseman for Harvard. Harvard Healy. 15 points, 6 goals, 7 assists. Great week this past week. Unfortunately, he's a minus 16, but Halvd isn't exactly, uh, you know, as good at hockey as they are at uh, being lawyers and stuff. So we'll see if Healy is gonna. <laughs> you'll see if Healy is gonna approach the bench, but hopefully, hopefully he's uh, approaching an NHL bench rather than the bench of that kind, and he ends up being a nice player in the in the league. But uh, really, step it up. I mean, that's pretty good for a college defenseman. So major credit. That's. Good for him. Regular Rens again continuing to take baby steps forward. Twenty-two points, eight goals, eight assists, sixteen points for the ever-dangerous University of Denver Pioneers. They're pioneers, all right. Hunter hates forty-eight points. Again, you know, yeah, he's not much ahead of last year, really. Honestly, uh, hopefully, he's getting developing more of a mental game and all that and such along the along the way. I, you know, I can't say he's blowing anyone's socks off. I mean, there's there's hope and all that, uh, but we'll see. He's still only 19, so you can't complain too much. Saginaw spirit. Um, I remember last year he got up to that horrible start with the Barry Colts and then exploded with Saginaw and then quieted down after that, uh, unfortunately. Jimmy Clark of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 22 points, 4 goals, 5 assists at age 19, 9 total points. His freshman year at the University of Minnesota, Kalen Parker, been pretty solid with the Moose Jaw Warriors. He's got 27 points. That'd uh, be again in the WHL. So five goals, 22 assists for him, and he's a plus 10 on the year, versus being like minus 40 something with the Victoria Royals <laughs> pre- previously. Aaron Pionk again, 18 points. Of, or excuse me, not 18, 11 points. He's about a point a game guy now. 20 games, half a point a game is more accurate. I apologize. Half a point a game player as a defenseman. Coming in on a town Hermantown, playing for Duluth. Not having to travel too far there to get to the U of MD, UMD. Riley Height continues to be, you know, obviously one of the better ones. Quieted a little bit this week, though. it certainly didn't have a dominant week, and uh, Healy definitely took advantage of that and earned that uh, Prospect of the Week award at Minnesota Wild Young Guns, MNW players. Prince George Cougars, though. Riley Height still almost two points a game, but not quite there. At this stage, he has quieted. 22 points, 50 assists, 22 goals, 50 assists for 72 total points in 40 games. It's definitely nothing to sneeze at, but uh, a quiet week, and it happens. Kambalainen is literally a a point-a-game, 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 (laughs) point-a-game, 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 point-a-game. 31 points, 16 goals, 15 assists for 31 points, 31 games. He's just been keeping the pace forever. And Charlie Strummel, well, he got his 6th point, third goal on the season. Good for him. 18 total games, only 6 points. So he's at point three points a game, if you do the simple math there. Second year of Wisconsin, and uh, on pace for about the same numbers as last year. In fact, you could argue he's actually lower. But at least he's uh, better in the minus category. The plus minus category and his penalty minutes are down. But he is a better coach at the moment. Well, obviously, uh Hastings is a pretty damn good coach, let's just say. I'm not trying to crap on the former guy, but uh, 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 Granado, but at the same time, I mean, Hastings is an established guy. So let's just call it like it is. Unfortunately, they, they did not win the national championship, did uh, that team. So <laughs> that's how that goes at the end of the day. Um, so what's next? The uh, Yeah, that's the end of the prospects. Charlie Stramel, not the happiest way to end some of these. I should not start with him. Or I, I should not end with him. It. It's kind of depressing. I, I don't know. Hopefully things change, but uh, not looking like the best first-round pick the Wild ever made. With that said, we're going to take a quick break and jump into Fan Interaction ASAP. <music> we are back here on fan interaction for Brave the Wild. Of course, the Twitter or X account, I know I keep saying it, they're all funny, at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild, and of course when you want to interact with the show, hashtag BTWMN. I put up a poll this week, yep, not quite as vital as the last one. Why is this so... Okay, I know why, because I didn't press the latest. I was like, what the... <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Uh, da 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 So I apologize. Again, hashtag BTWMN, and then of course when I click latest it gets everything in chronological order so i'm not you know missing your comments that'd be mean somebody commented on the last episode who's that uh steven miller currently drafting seventh with some more suckage they can move up to fifth yeah yep that'd be cool so looks like there's a response yep hashtag embrace the tank oh got a couple of responses let's get to them might as well (laughs) this might go for a minute though tom hayan anything can happen once you're in the lottery Of course, we all know the league will hand the Crows to the top, yeah, (laughs) the the Crows the top pick again, I mean the Blackhawks, yep, but getting in the top three isn't out of the question, and that's much more valuable than a second half run that ekes the team into the Western Conference number two slot, and uh, first round exit, yeah, okay. No, Wild Card too, not Western cover. Sorry about that, Tom. I, <laughs> yep, I apologize. <laughs> Steve Miller says uh, getting number 3 is likely is likely out of the question. I don't see a super tank happening from here. It's number 1 or number 2 or their original draft position, plus 1, plus 2. Hmm. Fire, yep, Firearm responds with, yep, Fire Garen. Whoa, um, no, he didn't say that. That's in his name. Uh, I actually like our chances. If they're that low in the standings, the NHL would like nothing more to drop San Jose to three, like what they did with Colorado and Detroit back when they were that bad. Yeah, yep. Yeah, interesting. Oops, now I probably... Good, it's it's all all ready to go. Okay. (laughs) I said, did somebody say embrace the suck? Six-nothing Arizona is the definition of it. A hat trick by Nick Bukestad. That's all you need to know. And I've been saying that phrase way too much lately. Yep, uh, Derek Felska, here we go, responds with a hat trick early into the second period. Yeah, the Wild never showed up, but they had a 20-plus minute players-only meeting. So maybe that will give us a little more <laughs> against the Islanders whoop de doo They probably have their tea times scheduled already. Now it's saying, literally not even trying. Arizona looked like the 22 Penguins versus the 2011 Minnesota Wild. Whoa, that was like a lot of responses. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, God. Gust- yep. So uh, I'll try to keep that short because it's a bit of back and forth here. But I'll try to kind of paraphrase quick. Yep, Derek was saying Gustafson shouldn't have been brought back. stuff doesn't look 100%. Jay says, yeah, they shouldn't rush anyone back. It's not worth it. Derek agrees 100%. Uh, Jay Bushy says he was listening to Russo this morning on Sunday sermons. Yep, I like that. He agrees that most of his Merrill should be put on waivers. But the injuries are preventing that. He said, they already have to, yeah, as I've said already, play Hunt. Let him gain experience. Yeah, that's that's like a huge theme on this show. Hunt should be playing, like, regularly. It's like bottom pairing. It's not going to kill him. So, yeah, Jay, I agree a million percent there. Um, Derek says, I agree he's bad, but in a strange way, he's the team, <laughs> this team is forcing the organization to do what has resisted doing for so long, like tanking. Yep. Um, Jay Bush says, I was checking the stands this morning and they certainly would have the sixth pick or currently would have the sixth pick. And Eric says, I like the sound of that better than the early 20s or late teens. Yeah, it's like, ugh. It's awful, isn't it? Woo, got some cool responses. Those were good, though. I like that. Uh Uh-huh. So, okay, yep. And then it kind of, yep, I was saying a tic-tac-toe goal. This was against uh, the uh, Islanders, right? When we actually did something well. Yep, I was talking about a tic tac on ML MLK day, whatever. Um, Derek responds with, Well, I realize that for a fair portion of the Minnesota Wilds' most recent skid that not everyone was there, but the effort and focus seemed to be there tonight. Perhaps another chewing by the GM worked? I hope so. I was like, basically, like, I I guess so, at least for now. And he says a little bit of column A versus column B. I was saying, or else maybe the Islanders' flat sucks. So I'm he's saying, yeah. <laughs> probably that. Yep. So here comes the uh, Atlanta. The say, um, there's, there's talk out there that may, maybe Atlanta might get an expansion team again, which is kind of crazy. It's like, is it third times a charm? Three tries? Even the Oakland Raiders didn't get three tries, did they? He said, I don't think so. Nope, unless they leave Vegas, but uh, nobody's leaving Vegas. They, they stay in Vegas. There's nothing about leaving Vegas and staying in Vegas. They are staying in Vegas. Like, <laughs> Who would, who would leave Vegas when it comes to a professional franchise at this point? It's a gold mine. It is. Anyhow, um, I was saying if the NHL gives the city of Atlanta a third choice, what name below would you like them to be? Feel free to comment as well. Hashtag BWM hashtag crease podcast. I put out four choices and I absolutely have one that I like the most, but I don't know. They're all kind of fun. Except for one, it's like a broken record player, but I don't know. Anyhow, Atlanta Firebirds, Atlanta Thrashers again, Atlanta Coral Snakes, the Atlanta Alligators, which rolls right off your tongue, but doesn't mean it's the best choice. Atlanta Thrashers, sixty-six percent. Huh, okay. Um, and yes, we'll we'll get to what uh, we'll get to the reasoning, but um, yeah, it's I can understand it. Um, my choice would be Firebirds. Even though apparently that name's out there in the, uh, I think it's in the AHL or maybe the ECHL. It might even be the AHL. So that's the one annoying side about that. It's like, oh shoot, I forgot. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> but it's a cool name. Why can't they? Why can't we bring that to the NHL instead? But uh, I suppose it's possible. It's not impossible. Like the Colorado Eagles. Gee, I've never heard of the Eagles before. Fly eagle fly, fly eagle fly. Yeah. Atlanta alligators third place, six point two percent, and the coral snakes got dead last at four point one percent. I think any of those uh, are cool. Obviously, it's it's all animals. There's nothing about hot land or anything crazy like that. Um, Derek Felska, the thrasher is the state bird of Georgia. I'm gonna stick with the Atlanta thrashers. I have a hat and a jersey. I'm all ready for a th- I, yep. I'm all ready for a thrashers reboot. I was saying I can understand, and it's it's a decent name. Like like I okay, say, the the loons with the soccer team, that's our state bird, that's our MLS team, you know, Major League Soccer, so, yeah, who also know what Minnesota is by choking in the Western Conference final a couple years back, up 2 to nothing in soccer with just a few minutes left is like, how do you blow that, like how, it's so bleeping frustrating, frankly, I'm tired of this episode, he wasn't saying that to me, it's, uh, but maybe he is, I don't know, (laughs) that's the name of the Twitter, the Atlanta Temps, as in temporary. Nice. <laughs> uh, Logan Jensen says no Salt Lake, and that might trigger a uh, a new poll. Like, imagine if Salt Lake gets a team. I might bring up a couple teams. I like that kind of stuff. I like naming new teams. I think it's fun. Most of the time, we're disappointed though. Oh yeah, it was going to be the uh, Minnesota, the the women's hockey team. Let's have a name for that. There's. Uh, I have some cool ideas for that one. That could be fun. Let's just say a name or two that could have been the Wilds' name. Yeah, that would still fit in perfectly fine for the women's team. Yep, I'll keep that quiet until I put the poll out and I better remember to do it. Thankfully, I did do the Atlanta one, even though I had it done and then I didn't post it because I didn't want to post it at like... You know, I was like about to go to sleep and my mind starts wandering. I'm like, oh, I'm going to... I thought it might look awkward if I post it at like 1 in the morning or something. <laughs> Ellen R. says... Uh, Let's just say, Alan. Uh, I think there's a good number of people in uh, here in Atlanta. So he's from Atlanta, who prefers something different. Me too. Firebirds might be, might be my first choice, if possible. I I agree. That'd be cool. Uh, if possible, Atlanta City Seal. Yeah, that'd be cool. Ultimately, a new team would be welcomed with open arms and wallets here. I was saying, yeah, Firebirds are the best. Uh, lizard to Kaprizov to Lizard to Kaprizov. <laughs> traitors. So I want them to be called the traitors. Bo says, like the Firebirds idea, but we'll probably have a generic uh, Flames jersey. Maybe. I, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I, I like the Flames, dang it. <laughs> I, I like Flames jerseys. So, uh, yep, there's that poll. Whoops, why might Yeah, I liked my own tweet. What am I doing that for? <laughs> so we'll keep going. The uh, Derek Felske lightning round. Oh, Yep, let sh- oh, okay, Stephen Miller adds one last one, the placeholders, okay, so the Derek Felske landing round hath returned, da-da-da-da. Fly eagle fly, right, just kidding. I am, not, I am not sure I see a team that lacks identity as much as I see a team that is inconsistent in effort from game to game or sometimes week to week. I also think there are some dead leaves that had to play far more than they ever should have. Number 33 and number 4, yep. Well, yeah, very much so. Yeah, the identity probably wasn't the best uh, way to do the. <laughs> it probably wasn't the best way, but, yep, I'm probably not going to title the show or anything like that, so I apologize. It's, like, it's, it's not identity. It's more of like, what are we doing exactly? Like, I don't know, but I mean, I know it's been kind of an ongoing, tiring theme, but it's true, though, like the, the signing the veterans and such over and over again. So, like, like are we, yeah, like, why are we in such a win-now mode when it's not really a win-now team? It's kind of dumb. So that's kind of what I meant by that. Uh, next one, GM Bill Guerin said he isn't going to wave the white flag just yet on the season. Isn't the team more or less doing that for him already with their inconsistent play and the hole? They've already dug themselves in the standings. Yeah, especially the hole they've dug. Yeah, they're, they're too far behind. Uh the whole talk was even like all the way back to Thanksgiving. That's like the old saying about Thanksgiving is definitely an indicator of how the season can go. Once you get to Thanksgiving, if you're like way way out of the playoffs, you're probably not going to make it. And the Wild were way way out of the playoffs around that time. So like, you know, when you're like 5 games up under 500 in this day and age around Thanksgiving, you're probably in big trouble. Like it's not over, but you're in trouble you're in serious trouble so yeah absolutely that is kind of waving the white flag in a lot of ways and the fact we're still under 500 mid midway through january i mean that's a lot more telling i mean there's thanksgiving there's christmas there's i mean heck i mean mlk day that's the next one and then valentine's day yeah we're still 500 by valentine's day it's like get out of town right uh-oh high school oh i'm in trouble <coughs> excuse me well that's not it yet um if any fan votes matter in the All-Star game, shouldn't players that are voted in be obligated to play the game? I'm not a big fan of the All-Star game, but if that matters, then shouldn't they have to be there uh, if they're healthy? Yeah, so it's like, yep, because I know a player this past week basically said, yeah, he's not going to go. And that would be uh, Bjorkstrand, Oliver Bjork, uh, Bjorkstrand from the uh, Seattle Kraken. Yep, so it's like, um, yep, <laughs> so... That's kind of where things are going there at this stage. So players would rather go on trips and such. So yeah, it's like he he already had it planned. Maybe he wasn't expecting to go to the All-Star game anyway. So it's like he wanted to plan a trip. And it's like, you know what? I'm not canceling it just to go to the All-Star game. So yeah, I mean, I I understand. It's kind of a, it's kind of a catch-22, I suppose. I don't know. Um, They should be there though. Yeah, I mean, it's only fair I suppose, or otherwise get rid of the whole All-Star weekend. But I'm sure the NHL won't do that because it's a money grab, that type of thing. So it is interesting, though. It's like, yeah, I already booked a trip. Why would I go to that? You know, come on, man. I'm not going to cancel my trip. (laughs) That is kind of a tough situation, man. That is tough. Like, you weren't expecting to to go to that, and it's like, oh, shoot. You know, you're actually disappointed. (laughs) Minnesota High School had four players rated in NHL Central Scouting midterm rankings. Number 47, Javon Moore. Number 64, Hagan Burroughs number 132, Alex Lunsky, and number 157, John Stouch. Shouldn't that alone make them the favorites to win the Class A tournament this year? Yeah, probably. Um, that's a, Yeah, yeah. so that one isn't too hard of a question. I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. I think so, yeah. I mean, and, yeah, Minnetonka, you know, they've obviously had great basketball over the years, but they've had tough hockey teams as well, um, and they're probably due to win a, a state tournament again. You know, so... Wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they did, especially with that level of talent. I mean, that's NHL Central scouting. I mean, that's really high-end. Shows that uh, further and further that we are indeed the state of hockey. Here it up uh, Nick Bukestad. Yep. Derek here lightning round continues as Nick Bukestad scored a hat-trick against the Wild. Oh, sorry, I almost have a sneezing, sneezing fit here. Uh, as Nick, Nick Bukestad scored a hat-trick against the Minnesota Wild, his former team, the fans rained down Lots of stocking hats from the hat giveaway <laughs> before the game. Oh, man. Uh-oh. What was the coolest fan giveaway you could think of? Can be any sport in your opinion. The fan giveaway. That's sad that they so they, oh, they, they, they gave them, they kind of just rained them down. Oh, I would have kept them. Yeah. See, me, I'm the kind of person, I'm not giving, I'm not throwing my hat down. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of sad. Uh oh. Like, you just got it, and then we just throw it down. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Um, coolest fan giveaway? I mean, I, I liked the bobbleheads, I guess, even though it's like, because it's like they become kind of rare and valuable sometimes. Like, say, the Timberwolves, it might be kind of lame. Obviously, there have probably been better ones than that, but that's the most memorable for me personally. Uh, cause I, might, I might be drawing a blank on if there was a way better one out there. Um didn't they Did they have sticks away at one point? I mean, that's really nice. That'd be crazy, but no, it's probably not. Um, I know I got, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> bobbleheads, though, like, say, the Kevin Garnett, Wally Zerbiak, Chauncey Billups. You know, there were those. I forget what other ones. It was uh, Kevin Garnett, Wally Zerbiak, Chauncey Billups. Yeah, imagine getting the Garnett one. I, I got the Wally Zerbiak one. But then again, those, though, were like a lottery. It was a giveaway, but you'd get a number, like one through four or something. And then uh, whoever got, you know, because it's, yeah, it was like a certain group of fans would get it. And they'd say, number 17 or whatever. I'm just saying like that. And then, oh, I got it. You know, and you go get your Wally Zerbiak uh, bobblehead. I, I I got the Wally. I didn't get the Chauncey or the Garnett. I'm forgetting the other player who it was. It might have been Joe Smith. I can't remember who the other one was. Probably not as memorable of a player. But um, that was a pretty cool giveaway because it's a valuable item like bobbleheads aren't exactly like the coolest thing in the world necessarily but they definitely have value and if it's like a one-time thing yeah and there's only like a few thousand maybe in the whole world i mean that's, eh, you know it could have some value for sure so that, that was a pretty cool giveaway even though it was more of a lottery one um i i would have liked to have had that stocking cap but unfortunately i wasn't at the game so that would have been a nice one too i feel bad that they they rained them down Hey, keep it that's kind of sad uh but maybe hopefully they're given to charity or you know to somebody else that can ha- use it maybe to stay warm that type of thing you know people that are struggling obviously that might might not have a home uh i did, i feel sad about that yeah because yeah I, I saw that too it, it was it was sad yeah of course i didn't you didn't get to see as much of it necessarily but uh you know on tv but still still sad yeah Obviously, Derek knows. I mean, Derek wasn't at the game either. He's in Wisconsin, so uh, I don't know. I don't know why that makes me sad, but it does. Jay Bushy says, uh, The Athletic reported that interest in the flower could heat up if the Wild are out of the playoffs. Do you think he'd go to a contender for a shot at another cup? I think yeah. I think yeah. Why not? I mean, I think he would, but it it, kind of depends on how much he's just kind of comfortable here, I suppose. But Odds are, this might be his last season anyway, or it'll just be a temporary thing. It's not like, it's like, what the heck, you know, he's a, he's a competitor. He probably doesn't want to be on a on a non-playoff team at the end of his career, maybe one last shot at it, even if it's as kind of like a, a backup or a platoon type of thing somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. I wouldn't be all surprised. I'm sure the interest was going to heat up. Yeah. It kind of depends on, I guess, him and Bill Guerra and their relationship and such, and how, how they truly feel about the whole situation. Ooh, here comes an interesting one. Derek Felska says, um, if the Minnesota Wild were Star Wars characters, so instead of video games are going to Star Wars, who would be Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, C-3PO, Chewbacca, R2-D2, Princess Leia, and Darth Vader? So if they were Minnesota Wild players, Darth Vader has to be... Uh, <laughs> well, that's probably Marcus Foligno, or actually, it could even be Bogosian. He's kind of got that look, or... <laughs> uh somehow you know like pa- patrick maroon kind of makes me think of uh what's his name a little bit but maybe he'd be han solo i could be way off with these but then again who who who's to say luke skywalker has to be uh uh you know who looks like luke skywalker type more than uh you, you'd think it would be uh gruel maybe it's uh Because Luke Skywalker struggled a little bit. He wasn't good right out of the gate until the very end. Maybe it's Matt Boldy. You know, it's kind of that young boy look, you know. (laughs) Luke Skywalker's Matt Boldy. Han Solo. Chewbacca. That's, uh, that's Magosian. C-3PO, that's kind of like the whiny one, right? Um, uh, that would have, that would have definitely, you know who that would have been in the past. C-3PO would have been, um, um, absolutely would have been, uh, James Shepard, he's like, very whiny, kind of, <laughs> kind of weak, you know, oh dear, no, I'm just kidding, Han Solo, well, you know who kind of looks like him a little bit, kind of the closest, might be, um, uh, Duhame. yeah, Brandon Duhame, R2-D2, kind of the quiet, kind of just do stuff, maybe that's <laughs> Kaprizov, because R2-D2, just got the job done, didn't he? Like, he always got the job done. He was the best. So, maybe that's uh, Kaprizov, actually. So, Skywalker's Boldy. Han Solo is Duhame. C-3PO, that would have been James Shepard, but on this roster, oh, boy. Uh, otherwise, R2-D2 is uh, Zuccarello. It's between those two. Prin- Princess Leia, though. Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Princess Leia. Oh, uh, I don't know if I want to do that one. That's <laughs> that, that's uh oh boy, I'm gonna get I I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, so Skywalker, Boldy, Solo is Jaheim. C three PO. I haven't even decided that one. Chewbacca is Bogosian. Dang it, I don't know. Princess Leia is Matt Dumba. No, okay, I'm just kidding. C three PO. That might have been uh. Yeah, see like the uh the the Timberwolves have had a lot of whiners over the years. That'd be that'd be like uh what's his name? I don't know. D'Angelo Russell, he's like a C three PO or even Carol Anthony Towns shoot at times. Uh I'm having a hard time actually. I would have to kinda Oh Lord, what did I do this for? All I'm doing is making it hard on myself. Uh I don't know. No, maybe Frederick Goudreau's C3PO. There we go. Um, Princess Leia. John Merrill. <laughs> yeah, he's got the longer hair too, doesn't he, most of the time? So John Merrill's Princess Leia. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, that's fine. Yep. It's like, I don't know why I blank so much about little things. So yeah, that's kind of where we're going there. I think I said everybody. C3PO is. Didn't I say somebody? Yeah, Goudreau. Uh, um, um C-3PO. R2-D2 is Caprice because he just gets the job done, that kind of thing. Um, might, might not be as talkative as some of the other guys. Uh, Darth Vader is felino, Yes. So that is everybody. Yeah, cool. That was a fun one. Oh, and that does wrap up the questioning. Uh, that was awesome. Thanks for that. That was a nice uh, send-off there. Tarek uh, Felska coming in out of western Wisconsin, (laughs) Um, coming from Elk River, ultimately, but no, that was, uh, that was funny, I like that one, (laughs) that was cool, yep, so hopefully my choices were okay, maybe I might throw that one back at you, just for fun, to see what, what characters you would choose, you and, uh, you and Kalisha, and Teresa might choose for that one, that's a fun one, I like that, I'm gonna throw that on your next show, if, if that's okay, Uh, (laughs) So as soon as the, uh, the bad signal comes out, or I might, or maybe you don't even, because uh, I think last week I don't even know if they did the bad signal for crease assist. So better wrap up the show here. I'm babbling a lot and it's getting late and all that. So um, I'm probably boring you with some of my ongoing back and forth here with myself, basically, right? <laughs> oh, maybe this, uh, maybe that. So anyhow, um, big shout out, obviously M and W, Young Guns, Minnesota Wild prospects again. Obviously love the, you know, you guys love what you guys do. Proud to be a part of it, even though I haven't posted in forever, but uh, still love uh, conversations we have and such, um, and yeah, I mean, really nice talking about Ryan Healy this past week. That was really good news to see him emerging like that. Um, big shout out to Minnesota Wild Global, Scott Cavendish, uh, David Abraham, Kathy Main, Chad Walski, Chance Kostak, David Kostak, you know, awesome, awesome page, Kathy Main, if I didn't mention, um, Michael Fick. Yeah, that's a great page. Uh, Patrick Turner coming from Minnesota Wild Nation. Huge shout out back to you as well. Um, Coming in out of Florida. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Great, great Facebook page for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, And, of course, the Crease Assist, Crease and Assist podcast. Derek Velska, Kalisha Townsville, Teresa Ferries. And I'm going to throw the Star Wars question at you when I get the chance. Why the heck not? That's fun. That, that stuff is fun. It's creative. It's fun. It's entertaining. My picks might be... Maybe I think they're warped and dumb and crazy, but that's kind of the fun of it, right? Um, maybe some of you think that Kirill Kaprizov is Princess Leia. So, and I don't mean it as an insult, but I don't know how else to put Princess Leia, though. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's Zucarillo, like Kaprizov, and, and uh, Han Solo. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm crazy. So... Yeah, like I, I don't mean it as a bad way with Princess Leia. It's it's kind of tough though because it's I don't know I don't know where to go with that one. That's the hardest one to do. So we'll hear what you guys have to say with that one. Um, I don't mean it as an insult to Princess Leia or John Merrill either way. I mean it's just fun being fun about it. So hope nobody took offense to any of that, one way or another. Like yeah, calling anybody inferior for whatever reason. So. It, it, that's the tough one. I'm sorry. It just is. Um, with that said, I hope all of you uh, have a wonderful week in Minnesota Wild. I guess 500 this week, and I guess the, I guess continue to embrace the suckage, I suppose, or maybe watch co- somewhat co- better quality hockey during the process as well. <laughs>